0: Hey everyone, I'm your host Josh, and you're listening to The Batcave, where we talk about movies for everyone. If you haven't already, make sure to follow me on Spotify, so you can stay up to date on new episodes and any upcoming episodes that are coming in the future. You can also follow me on Instagram, and make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And your support is highly appreciated, so thank you. So, it's been a while. I mean, uh, it took a good break. It was a rough end of the year this past December. Just to share a little bit, but uh, me, me, and my my family, my whole family, basically got COVID. A lot of people got COVID. Everybody got hit really hard. So it was a really tough December that just passed. Um, definitely, um, health. Your health comes first. Your family comes first. I always like to stay consistent and you know drop weekly episodes regarding my podcast. But hey, like I said, your health and your family comes first. So. It was a good break, but I'm happy to be back. In this episode, I'll be covering the Matrix trilogy, one of my favorites of all time. I actually grew up with these movies, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. So the first one uh, we're going to cover is obviously the first Matrix movie. It's rated R, and it came out in 1999. And it has Keanu Reeves, Laurence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, and Hugo Weaving, amazing actors. And then the directors um, were the Wachowskis. So the music composer is John Davis. He worked on Jurassic Park, Universal Soldier, Behind Enemy Lines, and a lot of other big movies. So the main plot of this movie is uh, this movie basically starts off about a programmer and also a computer hacker named Thomas Anderson, a.k.a. Neo. So he feels like he always had questions about his life and in general. And he gets contacted by a mysterious woman named Trinity over his computer, sending him anonymous messages. And, and he also researches a man named Morpheus that speaks about this world called the Matrix, um, which he's been looking for uh, Morpheus for years and hopes to meet him one day to answer a lot of his questions. One day, Morpheus and Trinity lead him into the truth. They basically reveal that the world he knows isn't exactly everything he thinks it is. And leads him to knowing the real truth as to the lies he's been living his whole life. And shows him what the Matrix actually is. which so that's the whole mystery of the whole movie. Uh, Neo, he learns, uh, to, he plays a big part in a prophecy that gets revealed to him. And he's the one that is destined to stop a great threat and enemy in this new world. And reality that he basically discovers. So the first time I saw this trailer so i i just recently watched it just to get my re- like reaction and how i feel about the trailer now and i honestly don't know how i would feel watching it. like say, say if i watched this trailer back in like 99 i mean at that time i was a kid but i mean if i watched it as an adult at that time it looks amazing but but then again, it's it's really weird. Like, it's not weird because I already know what it's about now and I understand what I'm looking at. But if I were to, like, watch the trailer not knowing anything about the plot, I, have, I know nothing about the movie whatsoever. I mean, it looks weird. It looks like a weird movie. So if you check out this trailer, if you've never even seen any of the Matrix movies, and if you just, after you hear this podcast, you actually check out the trailer for the first time, it, it does look weird, and the the Matrix, it, they're all weird movies. But once you get like the foundations about them, they're amazing movies. They're they're very unique um, and very well done in a lot of different areas, which I'll cover. But yeah, watching this trailer, it it showed a lot of the movie. Uh, it doesn't spoil what what the actual plot is, but it showed a lot of the movie, and it's basically. It showed a lot of the main action scenes, and it, it just looks like a very well-done movie with a really good cast. So yeah, the trailer is just legit. So some fun facts about this movie. Uh, so the Wachowskis, the directors, they originally made The Matrix as a comic book. So they used to write and create comic books for Marvel, which I had no idea. That's pretty cool. All of this movie and the shots of the city that they were shot in, it was actually in Sydney, Australia. But the actual street names were real street names from Chicago where the the directors grew up. And Warner Brothers also, they initially didn't want the Wachowskis to direct The Matrix. The studio felt that they weren't qualified. Then they wrote and directed the crime thriller Bound. I haven't seen that one. But uh, it actually became a hit. And then that's basically what proved to Warner Brothers that they did definitely did qualify that they were the right directors to, to make the movie. So that's when they, you know, told them, okay, you know what? You basically know what you're doing. So yeah, we're actually going to hand you this project or al- allow you to do this and the way you want to do it. Um, Will Smith and Nicolas Cage, they were actually considered for Neo, um, interestingly enough. Also Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, and Leonardo DiCaprio as well so that would have, I'm just thinking about how, how it would have looked of them filling, filling, um, Neo's or Keanu Reeves spot. That's interesting to even to think about, but out of all of them, they went with Keanu Reeves, um, obviously since he fit the profile better, much better. And I couldn't, I mean, I don't think any, anybody else could have done Neo like Keanu Reeves did. And then Russell Crowe, Sean Connery, and also Samuel Jackson and like I said, Will Smith as well, were all considered to play Morpheus as well. So Sean Connery declined. Um, he didn't he, he didn't understand the script, I guess, and the whole story, the concept, and everything. So once once they all declined, then it was given to Lawrence Fishburne, which, again, I don't think anybody else could have done what he did with that character. But yeah, and then the same goes for all the other characters. I mean, I can... I could most likely say that about um, most of the movies that I cover in this podcast because all these characters are so unique because of the fact that no one else can play them the way that they, they do, the, the actors. Um. So going back to the movies, so every scene in the world of The Matrix was given a green tint and every scene in the real world had a blue tint just to separate the two and the tone of it, I imagine. Uh, the actors trained for over four months in order to pull off their action and fight scenes since the directors didn't want to use stunt doubles so the actors performed all their fight scenes so you could tell that it's them and it's not a, like a body double or like a stunt man and I, I i mean even before doing my research and looking into this you can tell it's them like and that that always impressed me while i would be watching the whole trilogy i'm just like is that actually them doing the stunts like i i think that's impressive like a lot of people i don't know about nowadays but i mean in general a lot of people they i feel like they they don't really appreciate how movies are made you know and maybe, maybe that's just me but i i mean i enjoy movies more because you you notice things when you're watching them like dang how do they do that or how do they pull that off or is that them actually performing the stunt or the action scenes i mean it's pretty it's pretty impressive even my dad would would always comment to me like these movies they they really like it's just so well done you know the fight scenes the choreography the storytelling everything it's just i mean besides the characters and the story being likable and interesting they just they just executed it awesome but Going back to some fun facts, though. So, yeah, so they didn't use stunt doubles, like I said. So the actors perform all their fight scenes. And uh, Hugo Weaving, which plays Agent Smith, one of my favorite characters, he's comedy. (laughs) And he's savage, too. Um, So, yeah, he plays Agent Smith. Um, He he actually hurt his hip during uh, fight training and had to get surgery. So And then also Lawrence Fishburne, who plays Morpheus. He got his eyelid cut open, which man, I, I, I can't even picture. Imagine how, how how that happened, you know, and or how long it took to heal. And then Carrie Ann Moss, who plays Trinity, she hurt her hip and ankle as well. So they got beat up. I mean, that's dedication, which that is also respectable. Like you, you you enjoy the movie more uh, when you see how much work was actually put into it, and. What they did, you know, what they sacrificed, and and how and how they suffered, you know, but it was all worth it. <laughs> I mean, I guess you reap what you sow. So it was, it was damn well worth it. I mean, th- this movie started it all. So out of the other two movies, which I'll get into, this this movie is very unique in itself. It started the Matrix basically, and it wouldn't have been what it is today um if it weren't for this movie. So another scene, um, a fun fact, it's the lobby shootout scene where towards the end of the movie, it took 10 days to shoot and they didn't use any CGI during the scene. And mind you, this is in 1999. So all the shots had real explosions and the gunfire were practical effects. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, The famous shot where Neo does his... um, Oh, I don't want to spoil this one, but he, he basically does a really cool trick where he evades one of the one, one of the bad guys in the movie and the way he evades them and he survives getting shot at. Basically, they used 120 digital still shots to, to, to film this scene and two film cameras and the still images were fused together to create the shot by shot frame. So I never seen a scene like this and you'll know what I'm talking about when I see it. I'm sure you like, even if you haven't seen the movie, you, you've probably seen this, th- this clip um, at least once in your lifetime. Uh, it was a famous and impressive scene. It was one of the greatest special effects scenes of all time, actually, in my opinion. I mean, during it for 99, I mean, I've never really seen a movie Pull off what this movie has pulled off, especially at that time. Ever since this movie came out, it changed the the industry for sure. Um, awards won, so the, this movie won a lot of awards. Um, they won an Oscar for best film editing, uh, best sound editing, and sound effects editing, and for best visual effects. Which, yeah, I mean, all all those factors. That's that that was where this movie really shined. I mean, in general, because I'm a fan, but the visual effects. The, the sound editing, everything that like the way it's put together, it's, it's awesome. And then, um, so yeah, why is this movie good? So this movie basically it delivers on acting storyline, it also like this movie has a lot of truth to it about the world we live in and how in a sense, I mean, we too live a lie in some ways and we're kind of blindfolded living in our own little dream world which is what the, the movie um, emphasizes on. Uh, this movie makes you think about these things and it's really a trip how this sci-fi action fantasy movie has a lot of truth. And I mean, it has reality and, and what we live in um, and how everything isn't as it seems. The casting is perfect and the heroes and villains are strong and in-depth characters that really grow on you. The special effects, like I said, they're amazing. Even till this day, it's impressive. You, you can watch it today, and it looks like a movie from today. There's definitely plot twists, so it keeps it interesting. It keeps you uh, guessing, and you don't—you definitely don't expect what's going to happen next. I mean, it's all just—I mean, everything that unfolds—it's new, it's original, and it's not cliche. This whole movie is a plot twist, <laughs> considering if you're a first timer watching this movie. You think it's just a common sci-fi movie, but at a certain point, it starts to dive into depths that you wouldn't have expected or imagined. It's a mind trip, so if you do watch this movie, you're going to trip out, It's but but in a good way. Other plot twists, there's some character reveals and betrayals uh, that are well done, so you don't, you don't see them coming. And of course, the final act uh, is the greatest plot twist, and it's awesome. This whole movie is awesome, but I'm just, yeah, that, those are just some plot twist factors um, that you don't expect at all. Some memorable moments, uh, so many. It's, it's so hard to, to, to just pick a few, but I'm going to pick the ones that first came to me. Uh, the opening scene, of course, when Trinity is fleeing the cops and uh, these agents. Uh, when Neo meets Trinity for the first time and Morpheus, and they're also brought on their ship to meet the rest of their crew. When Morpheus reveals the painful and scary truth to Neo. Uh, the training. It's so dope. Well done. Never gets old. And then when Morpheus, he goes against the agents and also the final act. Like I said, it's awesome. It's badass. It's unique. It's, it, you'll never forget it. Costume design. That's one of the best things about this movie. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would, I would dress up as Neo. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> But the wardrobes, uh, they're really sleek and cool, all black wardrobes, coats, shades, a lot of leather, <laughs> just all blacked out wardrobes for the most part. Really neat and clean in the scenes where they're in the Matrix. It's they're like digital self, which you'll see in the movie. It's really cool. Really cool costume, ideas, and style all around. And the music score, one of my favorite things about this movie. Don Davis, the composer, he's legendary for creating this music score. It's iconic, it matches the movie, how it unfolds uh, really well. And it gives the movie so much necessary tension and suspense. So the movie wouldn't be the same without this original music score. I mean, this, th- th- this is one of the main things that makes this movie. I still have the soundtrack on my phone, some tracks, so they're really cool. So yeah, so regarding the box office and how much they made, they made over $466 million in gross income. Uh, production cost they um they had to spend sixty three million so they went way above way above budget when it comes to profits um so the critic reviews as well rotten tomatoes even though they're harsh they uh, thank thank God they gave it a good review they get it eighty eight percent so that's not hey that's fair I would have gave a lot you know a lot higher but I'll get into that. Let's see. So Metacritic, they gave it a 73% and then IMDB they gave it an 8.7 out of 10. And then the fan reviews, it was 4.7 out of 5. So that's, yeah, that sounds about right. It's, that's really high reviews for a really good movie. So my review on it, um, my expectations on this movie were pretty high. Since my dad's the one that saw it in the theater, he came home and <laughs> told, told us how good it was. We were living in Wascovina. At the time, I was just a kid. Um, And he was just telling us how good it was and how all the special effects were amazing and he's never seen anything like it. (laughs) But yeah, and then some unexpected outcomes. This ties into some plot twists too that I mentioned, but I didn't expect this movie to be such a huge part of my childhood. But I was born in the 90s and this movie franchise is very nostalgic and means a lot to me. Um, My best friend, Chris, he's my brother, actually. He loves this movie even more than I do and I love it. Uh, we 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 always quoted and have our inside jokes about these movies and out of the millions and millions of inside jokes that we have, uh, The Matrix is uh, a big sum of that portion. And is, is this movie rewatchable? This movie easily is rewatchable to me. Check it out for yourself and let me know what you think. And is this movie for kids? Definitely not. Not for kids. I'm not going to try to be a hypocrite. I watched it as a kid. But if you're a parent and you're wondering, should I show this or should we watch this as a family? Um, If you have kids, I I would say not or just watch out for certain scenes. Just be ready to close your eyes or skip a few parts because, I mean, it's very violent. There's also a scene where it may give your kids nightmares. Even my my wife. I mean, even me, it's it's a little creepy to watch. Even my wife, she'll look away when uh, we recently watched it. But yeah, just just a heads up for your you know parents that want to watch it for you know with your kids or you're considering it. Definitely, just be aware that there's some scenes that are not for kids. So yeah, I feel like the message of this movie is pretty clear. Having watched it many times, the more you watch it, the more it makes sense, and the more points you pick up on. Um, this movie dives deep into a higher power. And how that high power lurks and hides in the shadows, and it's very present to control and to manipulate everyday normal living human beings. So this movie's message teaches the viewer to ask questions about their life, and why we do what we do every day, and to ask and investigate for ourselves, like who's pulling the strings and why, why um, you know, why why things are the way they are. It also talks about living a blindfolded life, not realizing that there's far more to life than the five senses than we realize. If, we, if we're easily deceived and manipulated and don't ever ask questions and just go with the flow, I mean, you may fall victim to living a life blindfolded and just believing everything that that everyone else says or or tells you to believe like a flock of sheep, you know, you just don't really question anything, you just go with it. This world, and especially the media, tell people what to believe and what's the truth, and they, they end up leading people to believe something that is not true, definitely, all the time. That's, that's the norm. <laughs> uh, that's why I don't watch news, but that's another topic. Uh, the only way to know the truth about something or about life is to do your own research and to get out of the norm and away from the flock You know that falls blindly behind government or people in power just because everybody else is doing it. Uh, This movie teaches to free your mind uh, from the bullshit lies the world teaches and find out for yourself, you know, by digging deep into what's the truth, to gather up enough evidence to prove something to be true. Uh, This movie also teaches to have faith and to not give up and to be relentless, even if everyone else around you doubts, Uh, to bend reality and live your life built off of your beliefs and faith and not calculated logic based on rules alone Um, to not go along with the system and then also ask questions before following that system also influences the viewer to not think you know that they could do or accomplish something but to know that they could do something because they know who they are which is where their value lies having that confidence to take that leap of faith so this movie has a lot of Um, of meaning behind it a lot of purpose and they even emphasize on purpose and uh, why they do what what they do and why they believe in what they believe in so this movie really captures a lot of uh, faith based you know influence and it just gives you goosebumps in some scenes you know it's like man it just it just gives you hope to keep fighting even if all the odds are against you I like that I can pick up a lot of things in in movies in general, like hidden messages, good and bad. But This movie has a lot of good messages, a a lot of good inspiration messages for whoever's watching. So is this movie relatable to me or my life? I think anyone, including myself, relates to the main character, especially. And we all have unanswered questions in life that we look into getting answered and discovered i mean we reach a point in life where we start to question why we're here and what our mission or purpose is in life so i think we all can relate to these questions and conflicts in our mind so the question and the conflicts that are present in, in the movie i mean it, it really we can definitely relate with the same uh questions and did i get emotional during this movie no definitely not it's not that kind of movie it's exciting it's fun it's 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 it could be thrilling but as of sad or anything like that no just very excited it got me very excited and hyped for a lot of scenes (laughs) it's really cool especially watching watching it as a kid even though there's some scenes that aren't for kids um watching it when you're young it's even cooler you know you, you want to be the main character. If, if you're watching it as a, as a little kid, you, you want to be him. He's like a superhero. It's cool. So the Goosebump experience. So multiple parts of this movie gave me the Goosebump experience uh, during the training scenes and when Neo is going through the different trials and learning new skills. It's really exciting and exhilarating um, when Neo bends reality and dodges and evades one of the agents of the movie. And the final act of the movie when Neo reaches a certain breaking point in his journey, learning his true potential and power, and stops the bad guys in the movie in an epic way. Um, so, my overall review this movie has it all. It has great cast, awesome original music score, sets, special effects, cool badass wardrobes, <laughs> and action, flawless script, well balanced humor, and great storytelling. Easily one of the best sci-fi action movies of all time. Hands down. And then one sentence to think about on the spot that sums up this movie for me. One of the greatest sci-fi action pack, black-on-black wearing, sunglasses, ass-kicking, mind-bending cinema experience. So overall rating, I give it a 9.8 out of 10. All right, so that was the first Matrix movie. So now we're going to dive into The Matrix Reloaded. So it came out in 2003, and it's rated R as well. The whole trilogy is rated R. It has the same cast and new characters as well. So the synopsis of this movie, it's about Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity. They continue their fight and survival against the machines in the real world, and also in The Matrix itself. Um, They face uh, familiar and new enemies, posing new threats to their people's survival, basically. Neo, the main character, he grows more into his abilities and what he's able to do while learning more of his purpose and his role to bring a stop to the war against the machines. The heroes learn more about the way the Matrix was built and how the Matrix operates to find the source and to stop the machines from wiping out the last survivors of Zion. All right. So, regarding my first reaction to this trailer when I watched it recently, uh, my raw reaction was, I was blown away. I mean, this trailer is amazing. <laughs> the The movie it, it makes the movie look amazing. It this this trailer for the Matrix Reloaded, it looks better than the first movie, and the first movie was like a classic. But this second. Trailer for The Matrix Reloaded, man. That I mean, the action, the sets, the the dialogue. Like it, it gave me goosebumps watching it, and I've already seen these movies. But the trailer, man, trailers are my favorite thing. About before you know, watching a movie and when something's coming soon, that's the best. Especially watching trailers in a, in a movie theater with a lot of people around and hearing their reactions to it. <laughs> So, But yeah, that's my raw reaction for this trailer, uh, for this movie. Epic, that's all I can say. It looks like an epic movie, best movie of the year um, type of trailer. (laughs) That's how good it looked. But yeah, some fun facts about The Matrix Reloaded is that the studio, they sent over 8,500 copies of the movie print to theaters, which gave the movie the Guinness Book World Records for um, Wildest Print Run. It's crazy. The special effects alone uh, cost about $100 million. And then Keanu Reeves actually gave most of his salary um, for the movie uh, to the production crew. So he gave his money away. He stated that he could live off of all he's made in movies for centuries. So, I mean, I've already heard it before, and that's why I love Keanu Reeves as an actor and as a person. I heard he's just really humble. He's a really kind person. Even though all the things that he's been through, um, if you look him up and go back to his, his past, he's been through so much and he still responds in love and respect and humility. He's a loving, kind, generous, thoughtful man, even though I've never met him, obviously. I don't know him as a person, but uh, based on what I've seen him do and how he responds, yeah, that's what I see. Um, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. He gave his money away. Not Not a lot of people, especially celebrities, will do that. I mean, yeah, they'll donate, but I mean he just gave his most of his salary for what he made for the movie away to the production crew. That's pretty cool, so yeah, one of the other highlights of this movie is during the highway chasing, so they created one and a half miles of fake freeway from scratch on a navy base in Almeida, so they also received a donation of three hundred cars. To use for this scene and destruction of the cars and freeway. After they finished filming, the fake freeway was completely demolished. Man. So the famous and late singer, Aaliyah, was actually supposed to play the role of Z, which was uh, the wife of the character Link, which is their operator. She actually shot some scenes, Aaliyah. She thought she shot some scenes, but she died in that infamous plane crash. So they had to recast that character, Z. Eva Mendes um, got considered, as well as the singer Brandy and also Tatiana Ali from The Fresh Prince, uh, who played Ashley. But it got offered to um, Nona Gay, which is the, the daughter of the well-known singer Marvin Gay. Pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Um, during the famous burly brawl scene where Neo fights multiple Agent Smiths, it took 27 days to film and to finish that scene alone. A lot of movies take that long to film the entire film, so that's how long it it took to basically film that one scene, which it makes sense because when you watch this scene, and keep in mind, it was made in 03, so that scene was one of the best scenes of the movie. So just like the first Matrix, almost all the lead actors got injured during action scenes, so, they used stunt men and, uh, and women, uh, but most of the actors did their own stunts for the fighting and martial arts. Carrie Ann Moss, which is Trinity, she broke her leg while doing a wire stunt, and her knees got bruised pretty bad, so she had to be in crutches for six weeks. Keanu Reeves, he hurt his foot, so he had to wear a cast. And then Lawrence Fishburne, which is Morpheus, uh, broke his arm. And then Hugo Weaving, which is Agent Smith, he threw out a disc in his neck while he got pulled back while on a wire man so i'm again they really got beat up they really reaped what they sowed cuz they sowed a lot in this movie and hey i mean beautiful things come out of pain so they definitely put in work that's really respectful for them to go through all that pain and hard work but they definitely reaped the benefits so yeah jet lee um on another note jet lee was initially um supposed to play serif Uh, which is the Oracle's protector. So he wanted the same salary as Keanu Reeves. So they actually declined Jet Li's offer. So he declined the role. And he definitely missed out. And then the actors had to do martial arts training for eight months this time. So that was basically double of the first movie. So they basically trained for eight months before they even started filming anything for this movie, The Matrix Reloaded. So, man, I, man eight months of just training and then you start filming so imagine the process so why is this movie good this movie delivers and also not only good but different from the first one this movie delivers i mean again the original cast from the first with some nice additions as well the action it's raised to another level so it has iconic action scenes once again that are memorable. Great music score and storytelling. It's well done. Once again, it digs deeper into the characters, uh, conflicts they face, which helps you learn about the characters more. And this movie isn't boring. I mean, it keeps the momentum from the first matrix. It's fun, thrilling, violent. It's a sci-fi action movie that's unique by itself. So there's multiple plot twists that keep the audience on their toes and entertained. Um, again, You know, you don't really see certain things coming and it's original, you know, it's not it's not just like all the other movies out there. It's really unique. Um, Some memorable moments, the opening scene, really cool. The visual effects are amazing throughout the movie. But I remember this one scene um, in the beginning where it's just like, well, it opens real strong Uh, when Neo fights the upgraded agents Man, I'm not going to get into that and who they are. But they're they're basically a stronger agents from the first movie, Uh, they're upgraded, and when he fights them, and also when they show up to Zion, which is their home in the real world, and it shows where the last surviving city is. It didn't show that in the first one, and it dives deep into their community and how they're living. Um, The celebration scene and it resembles a rave too. The music, you know, that they add to the movie, it's like tech. It's kind of like techno or like um like like hard style kind of and they're celebrating and they're basically having hope during their war against the machines and how they how they party and everything it gets a little <laughs> gets a little too much um you know during that scene which you'll see when I was a kid I would always have to like skip it or if my mom was in the room I would have to skip it cuz it was a little much other memorable scenes the freeway chase So one of the best scenes in this movie, a lot of action and destruction. That's the one where they built the freeway from scratch. When Neo, he encounters an agent and has to fight multiple waves of them in an epic and iconic way. That's the scene that took all that time to film. I think it was the 27 days to film. Yeah, that scene is the most amazing, one of the best scenes in the movie, basically. When they meet a new enemy and have to fight his man in a beautiful home, it's beautiful. The um the way it's it's made in this and their staircase, my parents loved the staircase in a certain home of of one of the new bad guys. Yeah, and just the interior design is really really nice. So when the heroes attempt a mission that may lead to ending the war that they've been fighting against the machines, that's another highlight. Um, and then when Neo learns a new ability in the real world, which you'll see. Definitely in that in the movie. And it and it really shows that Neo is starting to kind of like morph into something stronger, something else, you know, something more than what he was before. So yeah, the costume design, like I said, I mean, it's basically the same as the first one. Some new some a few changes. Like cool, fancy, formal wardrobes, really cool. And the music score again, uh, Don Davis, he delivered. And then some tracks from Juno Reactor that gives the movie more excitement and suspense. I love the soundtracks from all three movies. And then uh, when it comes to the box office, they made $738 million worldwide. And their production cost was $150 million, So they surpassed that a lot. And the uh, critic reviews, so Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 73%. So it was lower than the first one. Yeah, I don't understand why it went, it went down. I mean, this movie, a lot of people may disagree with me, but this movie, in a way, it's better than the first one. It has more action, better action, and just just more. Uh, more, more of story, more depth, you know? But as of the first one, it's, that's the one that started it all. It, it, I mean, most trilogies, the first movie is basically the best of all three of them in most cases, but in this case, I think the first one beats all of them. But I love all like each of them in a different way. They're they're different, you know. Um anyway, so IMDB, they gave it a seven point two out of ten. And then the fan reviews were four point four out of five. Still really high fan reviews. Um even though I heard a lot of backlash from this movie, they said it was it was different. It wasn't as as good and but that's just that. honestly that that's just people being picky. <laughs> the second one, it was different, but it was I loved it. I even saw it recently with my dad and we still love it. It's a great time. So my expectations of this movie, I mean, I was still a kid when this movie came out. Um, after seeing the first one and loving it, I had high expectations for this movie and they definitely met my expectations. Although a lot of people didn't feel the same. Like I said, you know, they were disappointed. I don't know why. But some unexpected outcomes. I mean, I didn't really expect a good amount of people to not like this movie. Like I said, I genuinely enjoyed it. I don't think you can top the first one since it's unique. But this one is unique in its own way. And it surprised me how a lot of people didn't, you know, like where this movie went from the first one. I mean, they have to adapt. They have to you know change it up you know if you can't repeat the same as the first one just to get to hopefully get the same reviews like no you gotta like people don't like change you have to like keep that that strong factor and that strong element from the first one in the second one and also the third movie and that's hard to do and is this rewatchable (laughs) like i said i just saw it recently with my dad and i still watch it from time to time it's really good and fun to watch and um is this movie for kids again not for kids again this this one also it's very violent and has a strong sexual scene that kids shouldn't be watching um language as well themes aren't for kids although i watch them i still don't recommend for small kids i'm not trying to be a hypocrite but if i now thinking back if if i were to like not you know have a choice to not watch it i wouldn't until i'm a little older because yeah it's a little too much for little kids so the movie's message again this movie's message is similar to the first movies um with a few additions this movie's message focuses on faith again influences you know not to focus on just the logical calculated decisions to reach your primary end goal or positive outcome in the midst of desperation and war but instead to exercise your faith and believing in miracles to get your end goal instead so logic can only get you so far since we're imperfect and limited especially when up against a big threat you know faith will get you through more than your own resources like in the bible when david killed goliath with a sling <laughs> like all all the odds were against david Like the only reason he defeated Goliath is because God gave him the accuracy and the ability to defeat him and with one blow. So that clearly wasn't David alone, but God handed over Goliath to David since David had faith and believed in God's word and promises. So in this movie, a lot of the military side characters in command from Zion, they only focus on their numbers. Like they, 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 and like they only focus on their odds, but Morpheus he actually preaches his faith to them and shines light to their logic, and asks them to believe in Neo. You know, since Neo can do things that no one else can in the movie, and especially since you know, it, like Neo and his abilities, they go beyond logic. And he's the one who's prophesied to end the war. So that's what I got. Just you know, thinking back and going back to those main points. I mean. When you really look a little closer, even if it's just a movie, you'll really see that. There's a lot more than meets the eye. And is this movie relatable to me or my life? I mean, I grew up with these movies, so yeah. I mean, when I was a kid around the time the first one came out and also this one, I used to wear my mom's, oh man. I used to wear my uh, mom's long coat, pretending I was Neo. I would strap all my water guns. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would strap all my water guns to my body, under my coat and fight like Neo all around the house when no one was around. And there's, oh man. So there's actually an old video of, um, for when I lived in Moreno Valley, California, <laughs> where my sister Jackie, she's, she's, uh, recording me and I had the coat on, uh, with my combed over hair like Neo. And I was, and I was like a chubby little kid and, and, and I was like reciting his lines from this movie. And I think my impression of him then is better than it is now if I tried, but I watched it maybe over a year ago uh, with my family and we were, we were watching old videos. (laughs) So we were watching old videos from this old camera my, my dad had. So that, that's where my sister filmed me doing Neo's impression. And it was like a compilation of different videos. And then that one popped up so when it came up it threw me off because i forgot we even made the video so my family was dying like they were cracking up <laughs> i was so embarrassed um it was comedy but i was so like i didn't expect it i just popped up and started talking like neo with a coat on and i was like a chubby fat little kid <laughs> but yeah that was hilarious um, i wonder what that where, where that video is i'm it's probably still in that camera if he still has it but but yeah, did I, um, another topic though, um, did I get emotional during this movie? No, not, not, nothing that I can think of. So I experienced the Goosebump experience when Neo first fought the upgraded agents. It's around the beginning of the movie. So that was supposed to be tough. The, like they're basically supposed to be tougher than the original agents in the first movie. And he took them out like nothing. And with style too. He took them out sleek. He was, he was, he was slick with it. It was a really cool scene. It wasn't that long of a scene, but it was really cool. Um, I had goosebumps, and I loved this scene. Another goosebump experience scene basically was where Neo was up against Smith, Agent Smith from the first one, and an army of agents. And although the odds are against Neo, he still manages to hold up against all of them. And his fighting is epic, dope. The music during the scene, the fighting, it gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. You have to see it for yourself. Um, He fights like a god. (laughs) It's dope. It's so sick. Anyway, the overall review. So I love this movie. Um, Everything it has to offer regarding story, you know, cast, music, action scenes, iconic scenes, um, epic fighting sequences. I mean, this movie dives deeper into the characters, shows all, all of Zion and how they live and the journey they go on together to end the war that they've been fighting for so long. And I think as a whole, it's hard to compare the trilogy. I mean, although the first movie is my favorite, I still love each of these movies in their own way. I mean, they're all unique and none of them are bad to me. You'll enjoy this movie if you're into sci-fi action movies and especially if you already watched the first Matrix and enjoyed that one. So definitely check this one out. Watch all of them, honestly. They're, they're all a good time. And then give your thoughts as well. Like, um, Go on my YouTube and just you know type up your, your thoughts and your, and, and your comments about the movies in the comment section. And also, you can go ahead and um, uh, contact me on Instagram too. DM me and say, hey, you know, this is what I thought about the movie because of this and this. I love hearing other people's opinions. I'm actually 100% against debates, but I do like hearing other people's opinions. It's interesting to hear somebody else's point of view. And then, one sentence to think about on the spot that sums up this movie for me as a whole. Slow motion, bullet kind kung fu, ass kicking movie of the early two thousands. <laughs> overall rating, I gave it, um, I give it a eight point eight. It was very, very good, but it didn't have those, it didn't have the same effect as the first one. But I loved it for different, for different reasons. But yeah, overall eight point eight out of ten. And then the last movie, which is the third in the trilogy, is The Matrix Revolutions. So this came out back-to-back from The Matrix Reloaded. They filmed it back-to-back. So it came out in 2003, just later in the year. So this synopsis of this movie, it's this, it's the continuation of Matrix Reloaded right where it picks off. It's literally back-to-back. So The, the Matrix Reloaded ends at a cliffhanger, major cliffhanger. You're just like, wait, what? Who is that? So it picks up where the movie Ended and it takes the heroes to the end of their fight against the machines. So Zion makes its last stand against the machines while Neo and the heroes stick to their unique assignments to ultimately end the war. So Neo reaches the source to stop the attack on their home and save. he basically saves Zion from being destroyed, or that's his mission. I'm not spoiling anything, but that's his goal and all their goals. I just watched the trailer of the Matrix Revolutions after a long time recently. And man, so that the trailer looks like it, it's an epic conclusion. That sounds, you know, pretty generic and cliche, but it's true. I mean, this final trailer for the Matrix Revolutions looks like it's an all out war. I mean, the second Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, had more action, more more fighting scenes. But this is a different type of action. This is all or nothing. Um, war, basically to the death. Like this, it's the end of the, it's the end of the trilogy. You know, so it's the it's the end of the line for them. And uh, amazing dialogue, the scenes, epic fighting again. I mean. It, it, it really sets you up for like an epic conclusion so that's what i've thought about the trailer by watching it so some fun facts about this movie so they filmed the matrix reloaded and this one like i said so back to back it took them 270 days to finish filming both so they literally did matrix reloaded and they just continued right on they didn't take no breaks the god machine uh, quotation marks. The God machine face in this movie was modeled by the Wachowski's nephew. <laughs> I, now looking that up, you can tell like that character that you, I mean, if you see this movie, there's a, there's a big ugly machine and he has like a godlike face and it looks like a child, <laughs> but it makes sense. It was the, the, the director's nephew. They actually used him. They, they, they recorded him to get multiple facial expressions for the character and then they were animated with a swarm of the machine particles that made up the main machine's face a little weird but that's cool never never would have guessed that this movie delivers in great storytelling action scenes are really well done in this movie the excitement of seeing you know how the story comes to a close you know and the final fights are epic it's satisfying they did a great job bringing the trilogy to a close um, some memorable moments. I mean, when Morpheus uh, and Trinity and Seraph, which is the Oracle's protector, man, these are one of my. This is one of my favorite scenes. Um, they break into the the Merovingian, which is the new villain in, in The Matrix Reloaded. He's a French guy, really, really bad dude. So they break into his nightclub, and they do a really dope shootout. The music during this shootout the the way they fight the abilities that the bad guys have you're just like whoa like what just happened like how are they able to do that but they're they're jacked into the matrix so they can do things that they can't do in the real world you're probably thinking what is he talking about the the real world but once you see the movies you know in order you'll start to understand but check it out yeah so you can understand what i'm talking about i'm trying to give you a <laughs> just a rough like, idea of what this is about. But, but yeah, so that scene was awesome. That scene is one of my favorites. And there's something about it. I don't know. It's just like, it's just Morpheus, Trinity, and Seraph, and they're breaking into one of the main bad guys' nightclub with all of his men. So they're outnumbered, but they roll up like geez because they're desperate. They're going to put up a fight and, like, you know, and set terms with a Merovingian, and like negotiate with him. But it, it's a dope shootout. I love that scene. Another scene, it's obviously the all-out war between Zion and the machines, the final stand. And then also obviously the final fight between Neo and Agent Smith, which you can see in the trailer. So no spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically the main standouts of this movie. And uh, the music score again, awesome. I love the music score. Yeah, some of it's a little, I mean, some of it could be a little dramatic, but hey, some, dramatic isn't entirely bad. You gotta have some dramatic to make it a little epic. Sometimes it's a hit or miss. If, if you make something too dramatic, it'll end up being cheesy and whack. <laughs> but if you make it dramatic just enough, and ends up being an epic dramatic, a good dramatic. But yeah, really well done music, like I said. The whole trilogy has really dope music. Same music composer, so they didn't change them. And then the box office, so the gross income for this movie, it was $427 million. That's how much they made. And the production cost, it was $150 million. So again, all all three movies, they made their money's worth. And the critic reviews, so this is harsh. This movie, out of all the three, got the most backlash. Um, I, I get it, i understand it to a certain point but i love this movie i love each of them in their own way i don't like to compare and say oh the first one was better than the second one no they were all great they were all a great time you know like when you compare then you just disappoint yourself honestly sometimes it's it's reasonable to compare but when you do that you don't enjoy it as much as you you could you know this movie was its own movie. It was good in its own way besides the other ones, you know? If you want to compare, that's fine. But as a movie, it was enjoyable. It was a good time. Action-packed. It was, it was really good. It, 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 it didn't change drastically from the other movies or the, the first two movies. Like It was different, but it was satisfying. Anyway, so Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 35%. So that's a drastic change from the first two. And then IMDb, they gave it a 6.8 out of 10. I understand their critics, they have to do, you know, they have to technically review it. Um, fan reviews, it was pretty, it was pretty low from the first two. It was uh, 4.1 out of 5. So yeah, I, I mean, I understand some people said that it, it wasn't as good and they didn't like the, like the, how the plot unfolded and how and the end it wasn't as epic as they thought but it it was it really was it it was as good and as and as epic and as epic as it could be um so my expectations i mean my expectations were obviously really high um it's the final conclusion and it's really hard to top the first and the second movie i mean cuz they just kept getting better so i just expected it to be epic and dope and it was it definitely met my expectations so unexpected outcomes i mean i didn't expect this movie to get such bad reviews like i said like i mean this movie isn't perfect but it wasn't horrible either like people have a right to their opinions but i des i definitely disagree i mean being a fan it's easy to like so maybe people are just not as big of a fan as i am maybe that's why i'm not sure but they said it was cheesy which maybe some lines in the movie just like the previous are but to me, it's easy to dismiss it because it it, it isn't overly cheesy, like, or it has bad lines for like, you know, like the, the, the movie makes up for it, if anything, you reach a point where even if it has a dramatic or cheesy line, like I said, or scene, it's so easy to dismiss it. And, and it's like easily forgivable because you still enjoy the movie depending on how much you like it or love it, you know? Some movies, they're just altogether cheesy and ridiculous. That I understand. You know, if it's overall cheesy and just bad, then those scenes or those aspects of certain films, they're impossible to dismiss since it's cringe central. <laughs> you know, like it's cringe city. You know, it's, it's nothing but. So that's understandable. But people, they exaggerate. They say it's all cheesy and lame and bad script, but I highly disagree with, with that regarding this movie. Um, is this rewatchable? Just like the others, definitely. I just saw it recently. I actually saw the whole trilogy with my wife. It was a good time. And is this movie for kids? No. The whole trilogy is not for kids. This movie specifically has nudity as well and violence that are not for kids. And this movie's message, one of my favorite parts about any movie. So this movie it focuses again on just having faith even if all the odds are against you. I mean, even if someone or... Or something tells you that your fate is something specific or there's nothing you can do, you know, to change um, that course in your journey. This movie influences the audience to not give up what you you believe in just because someone told you there's no way or everyone is telling you something is impossible. I mean, this movie focuses on working together as a team and family to fight for what you love and never give up regardless of the odds and circumstances or logical chances of victory. Uh, the victory is worth all the sacrifices and fighting you endure. And once you reach that point, you can be brought to tears even. For example, you know, like you having financial hardships and you finally land a promotion or a job that you wanted. And you finally can b- come to your knees and be, just be thankful for, you know, all the all the good fruits that you're about to reap from all your sacrifices that you've made. You know, like, and you put up a fight only you and god know what you've been through <laughs> so uh, more than anybody else so you know reaching that point and being able to triumph in that i mean these movies that that's what it's all about you know like every every action movie has a has a fight and has an end goal rather it's based on their survival or something else and we can all relate to that you know what i mean we all have a fight to fight so it's really good to get, you know, pieces of inspiration from different things like movies. <laughs> but anyway, so um, this is this movie relatable to Mirror my life. Yeah. I mean, this whole trilogy, definitely movie is also rewatchable. I mean, this whole trilogy, you know, I would memorize a lot of the lines when I was younger. And like I said, I would recite them with my sister Jackie and do Agent Smith's voice or Neo and make her laugh like that one video I mentioned. Um, when we were watching me and my family were watching the the family videos it also relates to me regarding my best friend chris uh me and my he's my brother so we grew up watching these movies we both love it like i said uh we both have our inside jokes impersonating neo and agent smith and even morpheus too we like make make fun of how he talks because he could be a little extra sometimes but i still love the character but we just talk shit on (laughs) on just A lot of stuff and we just turn you know especially this trilogy into just like inside jokes and just like we just turn like switch up the words of the characters and just make it our own and i don't know we're we're very strange but in a good way my brother chris he literally he's he's my my brother and if there's an ultimate matrix fan it's him and i'm glad i'm able to share that with him we share a lot in common but one of the main things me and my my friend chris share is the matrix We're really big on that. Did I get emotional during this movie? No, definitely not. I mean, yeah, there's some sad parts for sure, but um no, I didn't get emotional. The Goosebump experience. So when Neo gets up and faces Smith without fear and the iconic Matrix theme kicks in, the way the scene plays out is better than um than I'm explaining for sure. I had a cringe experience. (laughs) So I know we talk about the the um, goosebump experience when something epic happens but hey i had a cringe experience one of the good guys uh one of the characters is laying on his side about to open a bay door um in zion and shoot this chain to open it up and everybody's relying on him to do it because if he doesn't do that then they could possibly all be in big trouble so he pauses as he's about to shoot it down and whispers under his breath, and the camera does like a, a close-up on him. Super dramatic. So he pauses, he whispers under his, uh, under his breath, and, and then he says, Neo, I believe. And then he shoots the chain for the doors to open so the good guys can avoid a lot of trouble. I can't explain how cringy that part was, but my sister and my my brother's reaction to that part when we saw it together before is the funniest shit ever like although the scene is super cringy it makes me laugh at the same time like it's it's hilarious but like i said (laughs) there's gonna be scenes in movies where it's cringy and it's whack but honestly it's dismissible because the movie's so good or you're such a big fan you're just like i'll forgive it continue (laughs) um but yeah, that that scene is comedy. Like I kind of, cl- I I kind of get tensed up before the scene comes because it's pretty cringy. But anyway, overall review. So this movie, it's a great conclusion to the trilogy. I mean, it isn't perfect, but it's everything that I thought it would be. You know, um, same great cast with some new additions. Good plot, um, good message of fighting for victory and survival. Great action scenes against the machines and final battle with Neo and Smith was as good as it can get. Nothing's perfect, but I enjoyed it. I recommend this movie along with you know, this entire trilogy. And then if you have time, definitely go check out the new Matrix that came out, The Matrix Resurrections. Um, it came out on December 22nd um, this past year. And I'll definitely get into that um, another episode for sure. And then one sentence to think of on the spot that sums up this movie for me. The final conclusion to the ultimate mind-bending the computer-generated dream world experience. So overall rating for this movie, I would give it 8.7 out of 10. And for the people that have already watched these movies, I mean, what do you think about them? Like, what's your opinion and perspective on these movies, uh, the whole trilogy and for each movie separately? And for the people that haven't watched these movies yet, I mean, let me know what you think about them if you watch them and feel free to share your thoughts and any opinions on it on my Instagram or my YouTube channel, please. I'd love to hear what you think about them. And then I, I, I really do hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any requests on what you'd like me to cover next, go ahead and submit them on my Instagram at the underscore Batcave underscore podcast or on my YouTube channel. And thanks for listening. Um, And I I really hope you enjoyed it again. And anybody that is, you know, wondering if they could watch, they should watch this movie or not, or this trilogy or give it time, definitely give it time. It's worth it. I mean, nowadays the movies aren't the same as before. So these are one of the gems from the early 2000s and the late 90s. So thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys next time on The Batcave.